feel like when I dig deeper beneath just the, the, the surface thoughts of what I have, there's part of me that's trying to hold everything together with worry. Um, just, it's all band-aided up and it's all, it's all a bit fucked. And I'm just trying to, this problem, that problem, and if I worry about them enough, everything's going to be all right. Just beneath the surface autopilot thoughts that I've got to do during the day and I love poetry that that sort of lifts the the hood the bonnet hood bonnet thing of my brain those surface thoughts and digs into those stupid worries and just rips them out like a a crazy mechanic and just chucks them in the bin and sets them on fire (laughs) I love that so much um there's some of my favorite poems of and poets they just they just say, my life's fucked and I'm doing this and I'm doing that, but um, life just keeps happening, it's all okay, don't worry, and there's still magic. Somehow, just the, the phrasing or the way it's said, just it sets me free in my head for about 30 seconds, if that. By reading about someone else's problems, it takes away my problems, whether that's with true crime or poetry. I don't know if it's some kind of weird psychic trade of energy. It's like, here you go, you can have all my shit problems too. Yeah, there's some alleviation. Yeah, it's really rare um, that I've had those moments with poetry where it just strips all the bullshit away from the world just for a moment. And I feel feel happy with and semi-content, not happy, more content with my with all my bullshit and my stupid, dumb problems. Yeah, it does something really magnificent to the heart. There's two lines from two of my favourite ever writers, Cormac McCarthy and Charles Bukowski, and they should almost sit side by side together. Cormac McCarthy's line is, no one wants to be here, no one wants to leave. That's from The Road. And Charles Bukowski's line from The Laughing Heart is, you can't beat death, but you can beat death in life sometimes. And I almost feel like those two lines should sit side by side. They, no one wants to be here, no one wants to leave. You can't beat death, but you can beat death in life sometimes. I almost feel like they're the same. They're singing the same song. They're almost like, if I had to sum both those writers up in one sentence, that would be those two, that would be the two sentences. I feel like, yeah, those, those lines in the momentum of the context of their work it's just they just make the world just almost easy to live in again even if just temporary I remember this edit this um journalist for the Sydney Morning Herald he's dead now I I did chat a little bit with him um in the early in the 2010s he was a little bit older than me, but one of his columns, he was talking about relationships. He started off with relationship advice and then he went on to other things. But I remember one thing he said, it was, it was like, in a good relationship, the other, the, per, the other person should make you laugh, should make you think, and should make you come. <laughs> Which is, it's kind of a brutal little um, set of three little rules uh, and should work both ways. But um, I, I kind of feel, I feel like that my favourite poems have made me laugh, think and come. And when I say come, I mean that in a 
just a um, not in a literal way, of course, but my mind my mind has ex- exploded and felt the relief the relief of of my mind exploding. It's like ah, oh, I've, I've, I've got something out of I've got something out of me. This tension that was just built up, and it's made me think, and, it, and it's made me laugh as well. And that it's I love when a poem can just take me through the dark and then my feet leave the ground into the sky and for me that's almost like poetry as medicine these are the poems that just grab me and and shake me they shake me awake my favorite poems have ideas in them that would normally be played for laughs by a comedian so i almost feel like they're the truths that a comedian would use, but then they're toned down to almost fit into a, a poem, if that even makes sense. So you might laugh at the same idea that's in a comedy show, but it's it's used in such a way, the same sort of idea that it's your heart silently feels a relief while reading it in a poem. For me, when writing, I feel like I have to think like a comedian to write a solid no-laughs poem. A poem I wrote once had the line in it, people reverse park their car in the supermarket car park to gain control over what little they can. And for me, that line almost could... I feel like it could be worked into a like a joke or a part of a comedy routine, but it's it's just a, a sort of a sideways truth everyone everyone can recognize but no one's really put their finger on it and it's just me attempting to put my finger on perhaps the psychological reason why people do something that's why i love good comedians i feel absolute relief at the end of seeing a show that that's made me piss myself but um a good poem it might not necessarily make me laugh heaps but there'll be There'll be truths in it that that I'll go. Oh my God! You said you came out and said it. Thank you. <laughs> and and then they'll go on again, and they, they'll say another one, and I'll go. Oh my God! You said it again. Some and sometimes those truths uh, are found at the opposite end of a popular truth. They'll just they'll go. Here's here's what ninety percent of the population think. Now I'll go to that ten percent of shadow and see what I can find there and they'll they'll find these beautiful truths in that 10% of bullshit and make them sing and comedians and poets like I have talked about it before but yeah I, I love poetry that it it doesn't yeah it doesn't necessarily make you laugh but it has almost the same dynamic and truth that a comedian might present and I can feel it when a poem doesn't bring that strange comedy truth dynamic and you can and it just sounds self-indulgent and there's so many of those poems that win awards but they they're beautiful in their own right but they don't have that power for me they can't shake me from myself you wouldn't get a comedian just going up on stage and telling you their boring dream from the night before they they come to bring something that they know that you'll be able to relate to because they've tested it on, they have road tested their stuff, their material on crowds before and not all of it works until they work out something that, that is actually funny. What I've learned is a comedian will test their stuff out and when they find one that 
a joke that's funny, 99% of the time that same joke will also be funny to a completely different audience. And so I, part of me, I love the idea of poetry being a conversation with yourself and it's and it is is solely yours, but I also love the dynamic of a truth that is can be shared in the same way a comedian shares a truth. And for me, those poems are the ones that just shake me out of myself and detach detach my shadow. I feel I feel fucking good for <laughs> for at least yeah. I think I said thirty seconds before, but yeah, sometimes I can ride on it for a day or two. I don't know. And what I find funny is John Martin, who was Charles Bukowski's editor, once said that Charles Bukowski could have been one of America's greatest comedians. And there are a lot of great American comedians from the 80s and even 90s and now or still say Charles Bukowski is an influence because he did have that, that humour that sort of lay beneath the morose, nihilist kind of stuff. There was still that that light that that shines through and that's that's the stuff that shakes me awake that that create that beautiful craziness where it's it's not a not a joke but it's hidden in a poem